Episode 29. You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk with your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Hi there, my name is Stephanie. Welcome to Vox Talk. I'm pleased to announce that Betty and Boca and Colin Campbell are in the house. Let's get this show on the road. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. In voiceover news, voice actors in North Carolina are invited to attend a first-ever get-together of voice actors in the Tar Heel State on Saturday, June 23, 2007 in Winston-Salem. The plan is to gather around 11 a.m. at the Village Tavern Restaurant for lunch and then make your way over to the AMF Bowling Alley. You can RSVP to Donovan Cornitz. For more details and Donovan's email address, check out Bob Sauer's blog at bobsauer.com blog. In our second story, Screaming Bee's Morthvox voice-changing software has recently been improved to enhance audio quality. The new algorithm can shift a voice's pitch more than two octaves with excellent quality while using minimal computer resources. As a result, the audio output of Morphox Pro is touted as crystal clear and vibrant. I heard this straight from Screaming Bee CEO Mark Ramirez himself, so go check it out. Read the press release by clicking through the Vox Talk show notes or by visiting ScreamingBee.com. In closing, we've heard you loud and clear. Voices.com will be revamping our feedback system to move toward a transactional rating and review system, dropping the top rated column on the movers and shakers list. For more details, visit Vox Daily. For a direct link, go to the Vox Talk show notes. Helping you grow your voiceover business. Today in the biz, Betty and Boca finds a unique way to warm up your voice using the Voices.com website. This is Betty and Boca. Has this ever happened to you? You get up in the morning, or whenever, and you think, I can't wait to do my vocal exercises. Me neither. They're boring. Does anyone actually do that stuff? Or is it something to fill space in a book or coaching session? Well, I have a secret for you. Voices.com, being humble and modest about the services provided, doesn't have those lists of new, top-rated, and favorites for any other reason than to give us a more interesting and downright fun way to warm up our voices. If you're not high on that list or even on it at all, don't worry. It really doesn't matter. It is just one more way for Voices.com to be creative and edgy. I mean, have you actually read through some of those names? Here are a few done with my best attempt at pronunciation. Lakshmi Manchu. Lakshmi, 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 Brett Brzee, Juliet Siegfried, Ed Gensler, 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 Connie Terwilliger, Terwilliger, Ter- Terwilliger, yikes, that one even warms up my nose, Martin Papinchak, Drew Hadwall, Kelly Clemelin, 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 and Ricardo Rivadaneria. Oh, I feel so warmed up. My own name, Betty Kopelman, is hard to say fast even for me, and I've been saying it for a really long time. If I say it too fast, it comes out Kopelman. Kopelman, Kopelman, Kopelman. Anyway, I'd love to know how these lists worked for you. Write me at Betty and Boca at earthlink.net. Ooh, I missed a really good one. Cicerelli, Cicerelli, Cicerelli. Sorry, Stephanie. I couldn't resist. 
I gotta go. Interesting idea, Betty, and quite humorously done, I must say. If you liked Betty's segment, write to her at bettyinboca at earthlink.net. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. This week in Tech Talk, Colin Campbell pits analog audio against digital audio. Who's going to win this cage match? Find out. Well, it's been a while. It's Colin Campbell from AffordableAnnouncer.com with VO Tips number 10. This is analog versus digital audio. What is the difference? Analog audio, the term analog, is the root word of analogy, and there's a reason for that. Analog audio, whether it be, uh, say, a vinyl record or a magnetic audio tape of the old days, creates an analog, an analogy of the original signal. As your voice fluctuates the magnetic diaphragm in the microphone, that influences the magnetic pulses on audio tape or uh, the grooves, the waves in the grooves of a vinyl record that uh, match are an analogy of that original signal. Worked great for many, many decades. Problem is, it's very, very easy for that kind of a system to pick up any noise, whether it be dirt in the groove of the vinyl record or the inherent hiss that is available from uh, uh, magnetic audio tape as part of the system. It all becomes part of the final output, and you hear that noise. So they came up with digital audio over the years. Digital audio attempts to take uh, the sound that's coming into the recording system or mechanism and describe it with numbers. Now imagine that. It's, it's really very interesting. Take the sound of the human voice or of music and describe it with numbers. That's exactly what's happening. Of course, it has to be a lot of numbers. Typically, you'll record uh, at 44,100 samples per second. That means every 44,100th time per second, a snapshot of what the system is hearing is taken. In that uh, little sliver, that little spectrum, a 44,000th, hard to say, 1,000th of a second, it then only has 16 different values it can apply in a typical 44-116-bit system. The magic of it is much like the way motion pictures work. A motion picture might have 30 frames per second or 30 individual photographs per second, but when strung together, they form a movie. And because your eyes fool you, you can't really perceive that those are 30 individual frames or, or photographs. It just looks like motion. Same thing with digital audio. I have 44,100 samples per each second, so I can't tell that each one of those is an individual blip. If you want to see how this works, take your audio recording software. Say you use Adobe Audition. Zoom into the sample level. You can do that. You can zoom all the way down where you can see one sample, one forty-four thousand one hundredth of a second, and where that sample lies in the amplitude of that signal. It's really very fascinating. Now, when you get down to that sample level, you have 16 what they call bits to describe that one sample. Basically meaning you have 16 different values that can be applied to that sample. Is it 1, 2, 3, 4, up to 16? Now, while that certainly seems like it's plenty of samples and plenty of ways to describe 144,100th of a second, it still has a resolution to it, a finite description of that particular point in time in the audio. And a lot of people will tell you that go back, like I do, back to the old analog days, 
that while, yes, digital is quieter, it still has a harshness about it. And the reason it has a harshness is because it is still being defined with a resolution, a certain finite description of the audio, and not fluid like analog audio. It really is very akin to the difference between film and digital photography. I don't know if you've ever noticed, if you really study a very well-taken uh, film photograph versus a well-taken digital photograph, yeah, the digital photograph looks great, but it has sort of a two-dimensional flat look about it if you really study it and you compare it with a, a film photograph. That's because when you take a picture with film, you have an infinite amount of color and light. It can be anywhere in the spectrum of complete black to complete white in the uh, terms of how bright or dark it is. And in terms of color, again, an infinite, literally infinite amount of color can be recorded on that film. In digital, well, it might be 16 million colors, but it's still 16 million, not infinite. There is a difference. And if you really study a digital photograph and a film photograph, you will see that a digital photograph still has a flat look about it because there is an inherent resolution to it. It is not infinite, it is finite. Wow, well, I think that's enough for now. I'll think of more stuff to say next time. Season 3, VO Tips, Colin Campbell from AffordableAnnouncer.com. Thanks for listening. What do you think? Do you prefer analog or digital audio? Let Colin know by visiting him at AffordableAnnouncer.com. Vox Box, sharing your audio feedback. Today in the Vox Box, I'd like to draw your attention to a special someone who has given you incredible tools to improve, exercise, and challenge your vocal and voice acting skills. His name? Dr. Seuss, of course. Try reading one of Dr. Seuss's books and you'll see what I mean. On Wednesday, I wrote an article on the subject complete with benefits and suggested books to check out at your local library. So far, we have some comments on the blog from Jerome Santucci and Ed Gensler. Wow, Ed's been mentioned twice now in this episode. Good on you, Ed. Again, go to blogs.voices.com slash bogsdaily to get your dose of Dr. Seuss. Thank you for listening. We love hearing from you and thank you for staying subscribed. If you haven't yet subscribed to Vox Talk, you can do so for free through the iTunes podcast directory or subscribe to the RSS feed by email on the Vox Talk blog at blogs.voices.com slash Vox Talk. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Take care and see you next Thursday.